0: I'm delighted to welcome today Fiona Clark, who is known as the -er Xenergizer. That's a mouthful, -er Zenergizer. Welcome, Fiona.
1: Thank you. Delighted to be here.
0: So, obvious question to start with: What is a a zen? I can't even say it. -er (laughs) -er Zenergizer. What does that mean?
1: Okay. Yeah, it's a great question. Actually, I came. I it just came to me a few years ago. Actually, because I've been doing. The work that I do with energy has been, well, my goodness, over 30 years now. And it's some people get that idea that when you say, I want to be energized, it's almost like that Duracell battery doll, you know, where it's just go, 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 and then you fall down. So the Zenergizer for me is having this high vibrational state of energy, but also with that Zen. So you've got this energy that just continues. It's not sort of like going in these peaks and troughs. Which sometimes I think we get that impression, oh, you've got to have all this energy, 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 but it's not that sort of thing. It's like, let's be in this place of high vibrational state, of high vibe energy, but with that Zen connection with it.
0: So when you say Zen, calmness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. that, That sense of calm, that sense of inner peace, that sense of knowingness. So we're not just like doing that 10 mile run and then coming back and collapsing. That's high energy, but it's like blah. then you are sort of like going from the peak down into the trough.
0: So it's keeping us on an even balance. So how do you how do you work as the the energizer? What what just talk us through the, the um, some of the tools that you use? Sure. Well, what I've been working with a
1: lot um, recently in recent years is with the chakras on an energy level. It's just one of the energy systems I love because it tells a story. So, you know, the chakras literally tell us what's going on in the body, physically, emotionally, spiritually, where are the blocks, you know, what's going on for you if you've got headaches, if you've got, I've just been talking, I'll give you a very good example, I've just been talking to um, somebody who's got really bad neck problems, and doesn't speak up for herself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hasn't spoken up for herself, and her, both her parents died very suddenly, I think about five or six years ago, she's only a young girl, and... She's never expressed how she felt. She's never actually gone through the emotions, the trauma, because she had to just get on and get the world sorted, etc., etc. And I said, you know, this is when afterwards the pain in her neck started. So the chakras just tell us a story. So I work a lot with that. I also work with the Healy, which is a frequency device, um, because that actually allows me to assess also, it scans the body, the energy field, as to where our energy is blocking our success. And we can send frequencies into the auric field to actually create um, a more balanced and harmonious body. So I do a lot of that. Um, I work with a lot of people generally who are just feeling out of sorts, whether it's a physical problem, whether it's an emotional problem, whether they just reached that bottom pit and just want to try something, anything else, that will just bring them back into a state of harmony. And I love to just share also the passion I've had since I started training as a kinesiologist 30-odd years ago, is to share how other people can heal themselves. So why I also share lots of skills and techniques.
0: That's that's so important, isn't it? And in, in this world where most people can't get an appointment at the GP or the hospital or whatever they need to do, we have to take responsibility for ourselves, don't we? 100%. And, you know, your
1: body can heal itself. It's just... We've lost that ability to really connect and listen to what our body needs.
0: We've been indoctrinated by um, mass uh, media control and uh, fears, and so on and so forth. That if we don't do what the doctor says, then we're going to fall to pieces, which of course is nonsense. But unfortunately, the conditioning has been going on for quite some time.
1: So it's, it's almost like you know retraining um, our mind to listen to our bodies and then to connect into the the points there's so many different points in the body where you can actually say actually you know what i can get rid of that pain myself i can change and shift the way that i feel myself emotionally and it doesn't have
0: to take a long time and it's not difficult to do so you teach people how to do that yeah
1: yeah
0: marvelous marvelous and i find that with the support that i provide to people with cancer that Depending where their cancer is in the body, that's where some traumas happened um, that relates to that part of the body with the Chinese medicine um, uh, map, shall we say, so that um, a lot of people with breast cancer in the previous two years, because this is normally how long it takes to to, to manifest the previous two years, they would have had a significant trauma, um, bereavement, grief type of uh, episode. And that's very, very common.
1: Totally agree. And actually just going back to this, you know, this client earlier on, and I said, look, can you see now the story that your body's building up? And as she's, the more she's ignoring what's going on with her neck, actually, the the louder her body is starting to scream. She's starting to get migraines. She's now starting to get pain in her legs. And I said, look, you haven't dealt with the emotions of losing both parents in such a short time Mm -hmm. is hugely traumatic. Um, and she doesn't speak up for herself anymore. So it's fascinating that you can start to look at the things that you, number one, it's awareness, isn't it? It's it's having that awareness yourself. It's like, okay, the universe here is all like giving me a message, but I'm not listening. So what do I need? What can I do for myself? What are those messages?
0: It's um, interesting. You were saying about um, the link between not speaking up and having, having the neck problems, um, because, as you say, that you know there's there's triggers and there's lots of dots to join, but most people don't join the dots. They don't even see the jo- the dots. Never mind join them. So, um, what can people do? What can listeners who are, who are who are listening to this this podcast? What can they do to start getting some awareness of of the things that you're talking about? Well, if we're
1: talking about throat chakra, um, because this is a big topic, Mm -hmm. I've just done a five day experience on it, actually. And this is why I'm I'm doing a four week journey, literally just on the throat chakra. It's something that we are taught from a very, very early age not to speak up. Mm -hmm. We are told, you know, all those stories don't speak unless I speak to you, go and sit in the corner. And what do we do even with children when they're screaming and they're crying? What they're doing at that young age is expressing their emotions. And then what do we do? be quiet, stop making that noise. And so we learned from a very, very early age that it's not safe to speak up. So I ended up with a thyroid issue because I didn't speak up, I wasn't allowed to speak up as a teen or a child at all. And then of course I went into a marriage where I didn't, my ex-husband was very articulate, quick, 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 quick. And of course, by the time he'd finished doing his I was like, oh, (laughs) I hadn't comprehended it all. I needed to process it, by which time it's too late. So I didn't speak up again and I ended up with a low thyroid issue. So this is what happens. So if anybody can recognize these things, I'd ask you really, number one is to have a look. When did that throat issue, whatever it is, when did it start? What was going on as you were saying, Elaine? Not at that time, but just before. Mm -hmm. Or if, if you recognize some of these things in childhood, when do you, feel that it really has had an impact on your life. So there's lots of different things. I I use a lot of the tapping also to clear the emotions that are stuck in the throat because we can't change clearly what has happened. But what we're very much in control of is changing the way we respond and we are still reacting to those traumas and to those experiences where we haven't spoken. So you can look back at them without emotion
0: yeah absolutely it sounds like me you sound like me talking I, I bang on about this all the time it's not what happens to us if shit happens to us all the time doesn't it it's, you know big big stuff little stuff whatever and but we just kind of oh well hey ho but we don't absorb it we don't um recognize or acknowledge the feelings we just kind of build them up and build them up and then one day as you say with your situation with the thyroid um now who would have thought thyroid would have been as a result of not speaking up but it makes sense doesn't it when it's explained it makes perfect sense
1: and i think this is where you know in our western culture you know I have i lived in asia for ten and a half years and it is it's a very different way of dealing with health because they you know the, in, in hong kong the chinese doctor if he if he sees a client who is sick he has failed because his job is prevention So, you know, we we look at the point here in our Western culture. It's like we wait till we get sick. We go to a doctor. Well, I don't, but a lot of people will go to a doctor. Give me a pill to take away the symptom. But you're not looking at what has created the issue. And so when we're looking at prevention, this is what I say. It's like having your non-negotiables. It's like how do you feel within yourself? Because, number one, how are you communicating with yourself? What are those conversations that you have? You know, because I think we are our worst judges and critics on who we are.
0: Absolutely. We get in our own way all the time. We, oh. we, we react emotionally, but then we try to put logic on whatever that situation is. And then we talk ourselves in and out of all kinds of nonsense, don't we?
1: I mean, it's really quite when you look at it, you can look at it in a very funny way because we, you know, we really do create an awful lot of problems for ourselves. And then we expect someone else to get to solve them. Whereas in Asia, you know, they'll have reflexology shops in Hong Kong as common as the coffee shop. It's not a luxury, it's a necessity, it's just part of your day or part of your week. They'll have the Chinese herbs, they'll have the Chinese acupuncture because it's about prevention. So your body's always in this high state of energy, not in that oh my god i'm okay and then you drop down it's not like that real peak and then come back down it's really hard to keep doing that and eventually the body will just say i've had
0: enough and very often the that i've had enough bit will be something really serious as in my case with stage four cancer um so there's lots of things that happen before we get to that stage but we just don't, we're too busy being busy aren't we we're we're, we're going about our busyness uh, in the world and um, where we're multitasking where we're mothers workers sisters you know wives whatever leading teams whatever we're doing we never have time for ourselves and as you say it's a conditioning we've not been brought up to speak out and um, it's interesting now that we're in a global economy we're linking with people from all over the world and we're now seeing the differences in culturally how we deal with health mm-hmm. and well-being
1: And I think what's also really important to mention here, because this is one of the issues that I had. I'm a bit of a master on this topic because I've been through every part of it. Mm -hmm. But I always thought that when we talk about speaking up, it was always going to be aggressive and it was always going to be confrontational. So Mm -hmm. shut your mouth shove the words back down, I would mumble them because I'd be like, they're they're sort of spilling out somehow and I'd get myself into more trouble. Or then I'd go into that resentment and then I'd go into that self-criticism and then I'd be really angry. And none of that got expressed. And so, but communicating effectively, number one is an art, it's not something you're taught, but also there are ways of saying no without using those two letters. You know, so for example, instead of If someone says to you, oh gosh, I've got this party, I want you to come with me. And you're thinking, oh God, I really don't want to go. And then normally you'd say, yeah, all right then, and thinking, God, I've done it again. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying no, and then everyone else is getting all uptight, you can say, actually, thank you so much for the offer. but It just doesn't work for me on that day, that time. And everyone else will be like, okay, no problem, but we can do it next time. Never have to justify the reasons why you can't go. It's just end it doesn't work. And that's a really great way. There's no confrontation. There's nothing coming back from the other person. So you know, it's an art and how we say things and when we say things, very often.
0: Yeah, and and to ourselves as well, as you you say, um, we have this internal chatter, don't we? I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough, you know, whatever it is, uh, which again, is nonsense. But we're, we're, we're not taught to be proud of ourselves the way we are, to accept ourselves the way we are. And with social media and marketing and all the rest of it that's in the world today, it's no wonder that there's so much mental health um, vulnerability around. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. And This is
1: what I love to do, is like, you know, sharing different skills and techniques, which really are very easy, but they're very effective in how you just bring yourself back into this place of balance and harmony, because that's what we all want. We can't control what's going on around us very often, but we can control what, I don't necessarily even like that word, but we are the master of who we are, and we have that choice, as to how we respond, and it's like, right, well, actually, I don't want to respond like that. I want to come back into harmony. Let me look at this from a different viewpoint.
0: Rushing um, into things, again, is another uh, mistake that we make. You mentioned about your husband, your ex, talking, you know, 19 to the dozen, and then by the time you've thought and processed, it's too late. So taking that pause, I interviewed a lovely lady yesterday um, for the podcast, and she talks about pause, play, and connect so we've taken the joy out of everything we're just hundred miles an hour let's just stop just pause and then have a bit of fun with whatever the situation is and then we can connect in a way that's in alignment with who we are and um, it's, it's the same kind of message that you're saying and then she uses it in a different way with parenting helping with it the, with the, with the children it's so important because I think what happens
1: is when we're you know we're talking about talking is that quite often we all are interested in putting our viewpoint we're not listening. we're not hearing what the other person is saying. So you never get a solution. There's always someone trying to be the winner and someone being the loser whereas we want to win-win. And so quite often it's having those conversations, at the right time. And more often than not, it may be that you say, actually, I need to have a break for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. You go and take a walk, you come back because then you're in neutral. And you're both in a neutral place it's like, okay, how can we find a solution? What works for you that will work for me? How can we work on this together to find the best solution for all of us so we have a win-win? So you always coming back to this neutral, This pause state. It's like, right, I'll allow you and I will listen and hear what you're saying and give me, honour me to do the same for you.
0: It sounds so simple, but then in the heat of the moment when our emotions are heightened, it's not quite so easy. It isn't,
1: but when you practice it a little bit more, it becomes a lot more... um, it becomes a lot more a part of you so that you can actually change things with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Talk us through some of the other chakra things. You've mentioned about the voice and not speaking up and so on yeah. with the throat chakra. So what what happens with, the, with some of the other chakras?
1: Let's go back to the root. So the root, the base... Um, Muladhara's that's also known I mean this is you know it's the foundation so if you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs it's the base we need our foundations to be really strong if they're not it's like building a house on sand and everything when you get a bit of a storm it's gone so when we build our foundations everything builds on top from that so the root chakra is responsible for our sense of safety our sense of feeling supported in every aspect, whether it's emotionally, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our finances, whether it's in our health. So, what we've noticed and seen over the last few years, particularly as we've been going through all this global stuff, is that so many people have gone into that place of anxiety and fear. Because the majority of people, when we look at this personality types, the chakras, of the population are actually root chakra types. And that means they don't like change. They like to know that I'm gonna get this salary, I've got this job going on this week, next week, whatever. So when they're thrown into the unknown, it throws those roots off. And I always think of it as a tree. You know, just think about how deeply, if you can imagine you've got roots coming down from the center of your feet, all over your feet, holding you down just like the roots of the tree doesn't matter what storms are going past you. When you feel safe and secure, you can respond again differently. But those, quite often, the roots are so shallow that a little storm comes along and it knocks you flying. And that's when we go back into that anxiety, that fear. It's like, (gasps) and then, of course, it doesn't matter what else you do on the other chakras. If your root is not really firmly supported and grounded, the others are not going to be in balance either. So it's back
0: to the foundations. Makes perfect sense. Mm. What what comes up after the root chakra working upwards?
1: So, well, I mean, after the root.
0: Yes. So,
1: after the root, we've got sacral. So, sacral chakra is just below the, the pelvis. This is all to do with your creativity, it's to do with your sensuality, your femininity which I think as we get older, let's face it, we, we lose some of that passion, we lose some of that sensuality. It's a very powerful center. It's a creative center. It's where we get that creativity from. You know, you find a lot of artists are very, um, very much in their sacral or singers or actors, or they love to be in this creativity because that's who they are, joyful, happy. It's almost like going back into that sort of bit of like a childlike state of fun. Mm. Um, and then of course we've got solar plexus, which is above the navel, that's to do with our power center. It's the fire element. The sacral is a water element, so it's very emotional fire element. It's very much, and you'll see this when people are out of balance in the solar plexus, you'll see these politicians, it's like my way or the highway. Mm. Totally over-energized in that place. But this is the place where we make those choices, we make those judgments as well. So it depends on how balanced we are within that. It's the place that we truly stand in our power and we put things into action, which is really important for us. So they all come into balance. And of course, heart, it's like the bridge between the physical and then the spiritual. So the heart is all about our compassion, how much we love ourselves, which I think is one of the biggest challenges most people have because we're not taught that. is to do with the breath. How do we breathe in life? How do we process life as such? Um, and then we've got to the throat, and then obviously the, the third eye, Ajna, is to do with our intuition. Because quite often we're not we're not coming from that intuitive state. We're coming from the busy brain, as I call it, the committee. We're coming, being led by the subconscious programming not from what our heart and soul really want us to really connect into, which is the truth of who we are. I always think of the brain, you know, our subconscious and our conscious, it's like having that dual, that dual organ, which is never going to tell you the truth. It's always going to give you the nonsense. Come back into the heart, you'll get the truth. And then Quran, obviously Sahasrara, which is all to do with having that connection to the highest, highest realm of consciousness really, and having the trust and faith in that
0: brilliant the um the third eye the intuition i tell my clients all the time follow your intuition they ask me to make decisions for them on whether they should have this type of treatment or that type of treatment and i say to them ask your body feel feel what you know have a chat with yourself and and ask your body your body will tell you what it wants and um it's it's following your intuition for some people it's a gut feeling we say oh you know and i've had a full or, or my you know they, they, they describe where they feel things, don't they, when you hear people and then you pick up on the language.
1: Exactly that. And, you know, we are all intuitive beings. It's just that we've been driven by ugh, different parts of the brain that drive us into different things that actually are not in congruence with who we truly are. And that's why when you come back into the heart, it's the one organ. It will always give you the truth but it's having this habit again of getting out of the head, come back down into the heart, tune into, and I always say, I mean, when you look at the chakras, I always look at them as the ones above and below are their best friends. So for example, with the throat, we always want to speak from that intuitive part, the third eye, Ajna, and always from the heart. If everybody did that, we would have no issues in the world. It'd be amazing.
0: Very interesting. How do people get hold of you, Fiona? Um, go on to,
1: I mean, I'm obviously on my LinkedIn. I have my YouTube channel. I've got lots of things on there. If anybody wants to, it's Fiona Clark, the Um You can contact me on at me.com which is F-I-C-L-A-R-K, that's me.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook, um, where else am I on? I don't really do Twitter. So those are the best places to actually connect with me.
0: Marvellous. Any any last comments you'd like to make before we wrap up? Be kind to yourself.
1: You know, just, just think about, now have your non-negotiables. What are you doing every single day that nourishes you before you even start your day? I talk to everybody about the non-negotiables, whether it's a walk, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a bit of yoga, whether it's just some breathing, some silent time this is the way to start your day because we're always looking at prevention and not cure when we're looking at our health in all aspects of it
0: well said fiona clark this energizer thank you so much for your time today you're
1: welcome